Hello. Figures it out. We are very late today because Grow Traffic. We couldn't figure it out. We were arguing about how we were going to figure it out. So there we go. Um, so these top five tips that we're going to give you today. I know you might think that we just reel these off the top of our heads. We've genuinely thought about them. Um, so today we are talking about content calendars. Now, now, uh, you know, we are looking towards 2022. If you are a good content marketer, you will be thinking about the content that you need to create on your website next year um, and starting to plan your content calendar. Probably not going to do the whole year in one go. And we'll talk about why that's not necessarily a good idea. Uh, but you'll certainly be starting to think about the content that you need to be creating for January, February, March. Just a quick tip, if you um, have had a content calendar from Grow Traffic, if you've downloaded our template, the 2022 content calendar template will be available very shortly from our website. If you've been on one of our courses this year, I will automatically send you next year's content calendar. If you want to go and grab it for yourself, though, head over to our website and you'll be able to find it there. And I will put the link in the chat when it's ready to go. So yeah, it'll go today, in the footer of the website. Yeah. Oh, okay. It'll be available in the footer of the Grow Traffic website. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to give you top five tips on how to do your content calendar for success for 2022. So before we do that, though, first of all, um, Simon Daly, what's your name and where'd you come from? My name is Simon Daly. Where did I come from? Well, or originally I'm from Exton, which is like a little village near Chorley. But I think you're mm. actually asking me what company do I come from? No. And that's called Traffic. No? Yeah, no, no, no not necessarily, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was born in Preston. Does that help? Born in Preston. Mm. And I lived in Bakup. I once, I lived for a few years in Manchester. Um, mm. That's it, really. With lots of rats. Marvellous. Thank you. Uh, Hannah, why not? What's your name and where'd you come from? I'm Hannah and I work at Grow Traffic. Okay, so uh, which one of you? Uh, my name's Rachel, also from Grow Traffic, also from Bacon. Um, which, which one of you has an interesting or funny story from this week? Um, oh, well, I did get an email today from, from mm. my eldest daughter, Naya, from her school, saying that next week it's uh, National School Dinners Week. And so to publicise school dinners, they're doing a I'm a celebrity theme day because, like, the food is so fucking inedible. Like, you may as well chow down on a kangaroo bollock. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. It could have been, like, anything, like, oh, we're going to do a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory theme day. No, what's synonymous with rank food? I know. Yeah. I'm a yeah. celebrity. Does Naya have school dinners? No, because they're fucking disgusting. Like, oh, LA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're supposed really to have got better, aren't they? But what what is your worst uh school dinner memory, Dally? What's your worst school dinner memory? Um I don't know if it's my worst school dinner dinner memory, but I do remember once that I was eating my my meal and I put my sausages to to one side. And my teacher, you know how they used to walk up and down in primary school and kind of inspect everything. Well, he got me to stand up and started shouting at me for like weaving my sausages, but I'd left them to last. Ah. I was about to eat them, and I got this big dressing down until I until he stopped and I said, "I was just saving them because they're my favourite." Oh. <laughs> 
they're fucking savage. Like the thing yeah. that always pissed me off is you could only have one glass of water and the glass was like minuscule. But if it was milkshake day, you could have as much fucking milkshake as you wanted, but no water. Like I'm a yeah. thirsty girl. I need water. You need water. You do need water, don't you? Yeah. And do you remember that green milkshake that you used to get that didn't taste of milk or green? I'm not sure what yeah. it was supposed to be, but it was just like green pond water. Well, I don't anyway, well, let's crack on. Anyway. Thing. No, no, no. We can't. We cannot go through a school dinner story without telling the story of when you were forced to eat chicken supreme. And yeah. so there's four years between us. So I remember this really clearly. I think you must have been in like year six or something. And I remember looking over down the dinner hall and a, a dinner lady was berating you because you wouldn't eat your chicken supreme. And she stood over you while she ate this green slop. And you said, I can't do it. I'm going to be sick. And I was thinking, how embarrassing. And then you <laughs> threw up all down yourself and you were frog marched out of the hall crying and I screaming threw up and on creating. her shoes as well. I you threw did, up on the yeah. Mrs. Moves. Hampson, yeah. And uh, and then you came in like five minutes later, still crying, wearing a pinafore from the lost and found, but because you were so tall, like your ass cheeks were hanging out of this pinafore. And I just thought, oh fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> she made me stand at the front of the class all day as well in that pinafore dress that was too small. Uh, anyway, right, onwards we go. Yes, I, I could never, never been able to eat chicken supreme since. I don't even know what chicken supreme is. Does anyone? Nobody eats chicken supreme. It's fucking revolting. Nobody eats yeah. lamange. Nobody eats semolina. Oh no, I like lamange. You would, yeah, you eat right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on. We are moving here to on. talk about content calendars, not school dinners. So, good Top five tips on how to get your content calendar right for 2022. Tip number one, it's a little bit like every every tip number one that we have in these top five <laughs> tips. It is plan in advance. So first of all, first of all, tell us why do we need a content calendar and why is it important that you plan it in advance? So Hannah first. Uh, well, I suppose tip one of, of how to do a content calendar is do a content calendar, because if yes. you aren't doing it, then you're working ad hoc, you're off the cuff, you're liable to forget, or and it's not going to be strategic, and you're not holding yourself to account. If you've got it written down in a calendar, and it's planned out for you, it's much, much easier to sit down and actually write that article, or that web page, yeah. or that guide, or whatever it is you're putting on your content calendar. Yeah, because I always say as well, there's absolutely nothing worse is there, than sitting down to a blank word, pray, word document thinking, now I've got to write a thousand words. Whereas yeah. if you know what, what, what your title is for that week, you can be thinking about it in advance. You can, you, by the time you sit down, you should have your three or four questions that you're going to be asking and answering. And you, your blog post should become a fairly easy process then. And if it's easy, you will keep doing it. Um, Dally, what do you think? Have a plan. Why? Why do we have why do we have content calendars in the first place? I mean, it's it's for the reason that you you've kind of stated that that it's if you don't have a content calendar, then what you tend to find yourself doing is rewriting the same kind of blogs or creating the same kind of content over and over again. You might create it in different ways, but essentially you'll say that it's pretty much the same thing um, because that's. You start to fall back into that kind of decision oriented stuff, or you might end up just creating news content because that's the uh, easiest type of content 
can create. And yeah, it, it just takes time to be, you know, it comes out, those titles should come out of research and creativity, and it takes time to do that. You can't do that every single time. You can't get, always push yourself into that headspace when you just need to sit down and create content. I think, yeah, I think that research point is really important, isn't it? You know, you, as we are going to explain with the next four points, you, your content calendar should be based on a number of things which you should be researching. And if you're just sitting down every week and pulling a title out of thin air, it's not going to be basis. There's, there's no strategy to it. And therefore, you're just going to be going in all directions. And what happens then is you, it will work. And then you will think, why the hell am I wasting all this time writing blogs for when it's not bloody doing anything to my website? Hannah? Yeah, I think that point as well about avoiding repetition. So such a good one. Like we, by the time you've been doing this for quite a while, you'll have kind of two years worth of content behind you. And it's so difficult to remember what you've already written. So looking back over your content calendar is the fastest way. So when we're working with clients and we're writing a new content calendar, our first port of call is reading back over the last the, the last few um, content calendars for the previous years to make sure that we're not duplicating because mm. you just, you know, there's kind of, I mean, there's no harm in refreshing content and updating it, but you don't want to be kind of doubling up along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's a, it's always a really good idea quite often to, to do a content audit periodically. And if you have kept an accurate content calendar for the last two or three years, that content audit is so much easier because, you you know, you've got there what blogs you've written each week for however however long. Dali, what were you going to say quickly? I, I was, I was going to make the same point as you, really, that, that right. they, for most businesses, a content calendar will be enough for, for most small businesses because you're not creating such huge amounts of content to go on your website probably for most of them. However, you, you do get to that point where you need to start putting things in a content calendar, uh, a content audit to categorize them based on the buyer journey, based on uh, what type of content it is, and what topics are about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so number one, have a plan. It will be your record. It will be you there, there, so you can look back on. But it will also give you that strategy so that you can look forward and make sure you are covering the things that you need to cover and not just randomly talking about stuff. Okay, so that's point number one. Plan in advance. Point number two know what you want to achieve now this might sound like we're saying the same thing over again but actually there's a difference here isn't there so and again this is quite often one of the first points we make know where you are now know where you're trying to get to uh why does that matter hannah um because different content on your website has different purposes so uh, blogs, for example, are not always about selling and um, your web main pages are not always about showcasing your skills. So you need to decide what it is that you're trying to achieve with your website, with your content. So are you trying to position yourself as a, a point of authority, a really knowledgeable person within a specific field? Or are you trying to increase sales um, and, and views on your main pages? You know, think about, and, and if it's kind of all of the above, great. How are you going to achieve that? So you need to be really clear on what is your content calendar trying to achieve? Or are you just trying to rank for two or three keywords? Like that's, a, that's perfectly valid. Uh, are you trying to pull people through the buyer journey? Are you trying to keep people on your website for longer to improve your user signals? 
there's or is it all of it there's you know there's all different sorts of reasons that you create content for your site and just really identifying how what it is that you want to achieve you can maximize the the i suppose efficacy of each piece of content that you create and make sure that it's that it's working hard enough for you mm -hmm. yeah uh, so dally how might the different sort of objectives be met by blogging for example if we're thinking about if somebody for example wanted to their, their primary goal was to rank for say three keywords how would that be impacted onto their content calendar um I mean, it's, it's going to depend on the keywords, of course. It depends. So, and, and that will that will drive the objectives for those specific keywords. For example, you might say, actually, we need to get loads of links back to our website. So what we're going to do is create a piece of content that is more link baity than, than perhaps uh, inbound kind of, you know, a piece of content that would soak up traffic from a search engine, so, for example. So what, what might so, that be? What, what's link-baity type content? Um, well, there's, uh, I mean... Top, are good. top 10 but, tips are, are gorgeous, yeah. things like that, aren't they? Yeah. Infographics yeah, are really good research for that. is, is yeah, generally yeah. a good one to go with as well. So things like that that have a, a, maybe a bit more... Uh, I don't want to say thought put into it, but, but there's a bit more substance behind them might be a bit more... Uh, They're like actual, not opinion pieces. pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, no. Sometimes opinion pieces work. Um, probably not mm. evergreen. I think that's that's where I'm getting to. But that um, you know, the evergreen pieces of content that we put out regularly. That are, uh, ever, by evergreen, I mean a piece of content that is always relevant uh, for any time of the year several years it's still relevant and so just yeah, to be really specific like Dally, on, on that one so so we've done for the last few years you have written haven't you a um top 20 or whatever it is seo agencies in the uk uh, and that you know mainly is to get people to link back to us because all of those seo agencies that are mentioned will you know tweet about us put a link on their website whatever it might be so that that's a good example isn't it of that type of yeah it, in fact that's the, the part of the reason for doing that now is, is is that's a social media kind of one as well so generally what i do is share that on social media and our competitors share it and mm. we end up ranking quite highly for it mm. without with very few links but mainly from the social media activity yeah. Yeah. So what might like, be... mm, go on, sorry. Go on, Hannah. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's another reason. Like you might be creating content to boost your social media, but unless mm. you're planning it, like you don't want to create exclusively content that boosts your social media or exclusively evergreen content or exclusively yeah. like news jacking content. Like you need a good mix. Absolutely. And it's a all about calendar helps you get there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all about aligning your Content marketing objectives, to your marketing objectives, and to your business objectives, ultimately. Yeah. And that should give you a, a, a reasonable understanding of the percentage of newsjacking content or awareness content, or whatever it might be, uh, the different types of content, where people are going to be. Uh, some of it might be orientated towards just plain organic stuff, you know, just, mm. just kind of getting more, or it might be awareness. Other stuff might be really specific and targeted towards the buyer journey. Yeah, and some people, we're going to come on to buyer journey in point number three, but some people as well, if they're right at the beginning of their blogger blogging journey, you know, they you need to create 
like a kind of a basic store of content that you can keep linking back to, don't you? So it'll be very much, you know, who am I? What do I do? What are my products or services type content that you can then build on? So again, it, it's not just, um, you know, what are you trying to achieve? It's also what stage are you at now? Um, and where are you, again, where are you trying to get to? And that will then determine the type of content that you're going to be creating that you need to put into your content calendar. Okay, I'm going to move us on. So number one, plan top tip on uh, on doing a good content calendar tip number one is do a content do calendar, a content calendar. <laughs> yeah so tip number two is is understand what you're trying to achieve where are you now where do you need to get to how is your content calendar fitting into that number three think about your buyer journey so dally first of all what is the buyer journey explain that to us please the buyer journey is at every stage that a potential buyer goes through um, before they they make a purchase and even after they've made a purchase of a product um, and the phases might include and there's, there's different models for this but we generally talk about awareness where somebody is just becoming aware that they've got a potential problem they don't necessarily know what the solution is we've got consideration where they are starting to understand what the solution is but don't know how to pick between the different solutions Decision phase, um, which is like the um, product pages or services pages on a website where somebody actually knows what, uh, they, what product they're going to make and they're just trying to make a decision. In that phase, you'll see things like uh, testimonials and case studies all going to that, that thing as well. Um, in addition to that, once you get past the sale, you're also going to have loyalty content where you hope to keep a customer on board so you can flip them back and, and get them to buy more and then ultimately that's going to be have... things like tips on how to use the product if it's you know something with a long life or where you know when might you need to replace it that sort mm. of thing isn't it absolutely and there and also upselling and, and newsletters and all that that type of thing will fit in there and then the final kind of stage really is is advocacy where they totally are in love with you and your products and your brand and they're going out telling people all about it and it's how you encourage them to do that mm. or, so so, that's, that's yeah that's the buyer journey so hannah how does a content calendar fit into a buyer journey why do those two things matter to each other because um all of the buyer journey hinges on content uh well not all of it but but the way that dally spoke about it, it hinges on content so creating content that helps eases people along that funnel um along that journey is really important uh, and you don't know you it's just impossible to keep a hold of that if you're not actually writing it down and planning it out on a calendar um and secondly when you come to do a content audit I mean, it's perfectly natural that you end up with more of some content than the other, um, and it, and sometimes that can be a, that's a really good idea. You know, you don't want to say right, I need ten pieces of each. Um, so planning it out makes makes sure that when you come to do a content audit, you know what you've got and what needs creating. Um, yeah, that's it. Just write it down, otherwise you lose track. Yeah, I think yeah. as well. Go on, Dolly. No, no, I'm sure we're about to make the same point here. That you know that it's 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 really easy to create even when you're creating a, 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 a content calendar it's really easy to create a load of titles that fit within um different points of that that the funnel without um really considering 
how much of those different bits of content you're going to need and how you're going to deploy them with with your customers and try to get them along that journey. Uh, it's quite often, I always say that it's really easy to write content in the awareness phase and the decision phase, really. But uh, it's more difficult to write it in the consideration phase. And that's where yeah, I that, con that consideration phase is going to be things like, you know, why is your product or service um, better compared to other ones or what are the benefits of it? What's the value to it? So quite you're right. You're right. Quite a lot of the time people will answer those, you know, what does my product or service do? Who is it for? And they'll answer that. Why am I great? Why should you choose my business? But that middle bit of, you know, why is my product better than somebody else's or you know when might be the right time to have it all of that stuff is the, is the stuff that's missed and so just going through that you know planning how does a how does a buyer go from the phase where they are very first aware of your company or, or sorry very first aware that they have a need for your company what stage are they going to go through what questions are they going to ask at every single point of that because the other thing is that most people nowadays they will want to answer all of those questions online before they even pick up the phone or fill in your mm. contact form. So you have to have content on your website that answers all of those. Otherwise, they will do another Google search and they will be on somebody else's website and then they're on your competitor's site finding out the answer. So, yeah, plan out your buyer journey. Okay, I think so as well, sorry, just to say, no, um, I think a lot of business owners shy away from that awareness phase, I find that, you know, the, the answering the really basic questions, because they'll say, oh, our customers already know this, like, yeah, your, yeah. your customers probably do know the answers to the really basic questions but you but but if you don't expand your audience your business is never going to grow you need to pull new customers in so answering those really really basic questions like um like if you're selling odor eaters the question is like not best odor eaters the, like the awareness topic is like why do my feet smell or like how to yeah. make my shoes last longer? You yeah. know, it's, the, it's the really broad questions. Uh, yeah. Or why don't I have any friends? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think the way that people can see this really easily is put your keywords into answer the public. It's a free to use tool. Uh, so, you know, whatever your keywords are for your product, business service, put them into answer the public and just see the questions that come out. These are the questions that people are most commonly asking across or search engines. Or just Google it and it'll oh, tell Google you. Google it, people yeah, absolutely. Also like yeah, they are really it. basic questions. And really this is the basic. thing where when we start doing a content strategy with clients, very often we will be, you know, say, say this, hello, eaters. it will be those kind of questions. And they'll go, why are you doing that? People, you know, it's on our website. People know this. I know those. Are, that's what they're asking. So, yeah, just do that bit of research. Yeah. Um, okay, so how top tips on doing your content calendar for 2022 first of all write a content calendar for 2022 uh number two know what you're trying to achieve where are you now where do you need to get to how does your content strategy fit in with that number three think about your buyer journey plan out what content do you need what questions do you need to be asking and answering for every to get every stage of that buyer journey covered Number four, have a range of subjects and also subclause within that, have a range of, of media, multimedia types of blogs. What do we mean by this one? Who wants to take this one? Um, um, I'll, 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 I'll take this one. Um, so 
have a range of types of, of media, different types of media. So we, I think quite often on these uh, GTFOs, we uh, fall into the trap of talking about blogs a lot. And, and, and that's often because um, the blogs are kind of a core thing that we do. And also uh, they're often the way that we push other things off. For example, historically, uh, they've been about... important, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, been... well, they're still important. They're still incredibly they important. Still important. What I think I was going to say as well, though, is that even even the the other things that uh, we could talk about, thinking about things like infographics and videos and, and various different bits of multimedia that we could put out, we often put them out with a blog as well. So it, it's a post we should probably be referring to rather than a blog. But it's um, gone. You were going to say something then? Well, no, I was just going to say, so what, you know, what, when we talk about multimedia, you know, what do we mean? And, and why is it important that everything isn't just textual? So, for example, so people access information in lots of different ways. If you think about what you've done on your phone in the last 24 hours, probably reading blogs is not high up on the list. So it's really important because that's how search engines predominantly uh, check out keywords. But if you're thinking about growing your brand awareness, increasing your brand loyalty, um, growing a, an, an audience um, or customer base, you need to be thinking about content that's uh, in other areas. For example, podcasts, Facebook Lives, uh, you know, we uh, or social media posts, web pages, guides, white papers, all the different ways that people find and digest information. So on our content calendar, believe it or not, we plan in these lives and around it sits two blogs either side. So you listen, so you watch the Facebook live, you can listen to it on the podcast later, or you can find it on YouTube. You can read a blog beforehand that informs what we're going to talk about. And then you can read a blog afterwards that tells you everything that we talked about in the live. So, and then we'll do social media posts that kind of follow it up afterwards. So there's lots of different ways that we're, that we're accessing our audience and it is all planned and scheduled so we know exactly what we're doing we can plan in advance and everything is 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 uh joined up and it's all pulling together working harder so we're not just doing a facebook live and it sits on our facebook account uh, a blog and it sits on our website we're making everything work that much harder and accessing people at all different points of the buyer journey in all the different ways that they want to access information so when you're doing your content calendar factor that in don't just think about blogs think about are you going to put out a white paper are you going to do a research piece are you going to do an infographic how's it going to tie into your social media like when when we do growth skill strategies we put on the content calendar the social media posts as well for each day so there's blogs that are supporting the social media and vice versa so think mm -hmm. about your content calendar as your kind of overall outward facing communication yeah. plan yeah and quite a lot of that is going to be uh, you know determined by your audience as you quite rightly said hannah people did digest information in different ways so what age is your audience what demographic is it where are they what type of content do they normally consume you know if it's primarily kids that you you or target audience then you know go on tiktok and do little tiktok videos you know think about who they are and where they are but also yeah. a little bit of that is going to be determined by you and what resources you have and what 
skills you have. If you absolutely hate sitting down and writing a thousand word blog post, then don't do it because that will come across in the writing. If you would rather just sit and record a little video, talk to your camera, then do that and just put some blurb with it when you upload it to your website or do an infographic. If you like, you know, making pictures and doing, you know, things that are pretty, do it in that way. So, you know, at some point now, there is, sorry, but at some point you are going to need words. Oh, yes. Well, our algorithms work. So if you're struggling, yes. call us, call us. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, that's a good point. You know, if you are doing a video or an infographic, you still need that blurb with it when you upload it to the website. So make sure you've got at least a couple of hundred words that just explains why you're doing it and what you're doing it. But everything doesn't have to be a thousand words of content, does it? Dali, what yeah. were you going to say? Um, I don't know what I was going to say a minute ago, but I thought I just thought of something that I was going to say now. Um, so okay, this go. is probably going. This is this is going to seem really alien because I never say this. Um, but a content calendar is also a good way to come up with various different kinds of seasonal content as well. It's good to see the, the different <gasps> events that's, that's that's going on. Uh, as long as you've got all the little holidays and and bank holidays and those. Various yeah. different seasonal things you can put that on as well. I never talk, I try content, not to right? talk about seasonal content. Yeah, we, we forgot about that. Yeah. Why don't you talk Why about seasonal I... content? Yeah. Um, because for two reasons. One is that for most of our clients, it's less relevant. Um, it's it's easy content to create for us. Uh, but you tend to find that most B2B clients put it that way. Um, there's not a vast amount of searches that go on for that that kind of content. And on the and the, the other hand, it, it's always been kind of a running joke in every marketing department that I've, I've worked in that we just create see, we'll just create some seasonal content. If we can't think about what to do. We we'll just make it. Seasonal. Mm. But it is important not to miss those, especially around the big holidays. And again, you know, think about your audience. But, you know, around, you know, Christmas, particularly, you know, as you said, it, it may be slightly less uh, important to B2B customers. But if you are a B2C business, uh, particularly if you're doing something like, I don't know, clothing or shoes or whatever, you know, it's e-commerce particularly, then you absolutely have to create, be creating content around those key calendar dates, don't you? I did a It's always going to depend for, on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did it, but I overlooked it. I did a content calendar for a pushchair company and I fucking forgot Mother's Day. And they were like, why have you not put Mother's Day on the calendar? I was like, duh. <laughs> like, so for some things, like, it is super important. That, and it's really relevant. Like, I've just yeah. done a grow skills calendar for uh, lovely Tracy at Danham, who does wonderful health and safety. And, you know, national workers, whatever, what is it, where, like, remembrance for them workers who have fallen or yeah, whatever it is the day. like Labour Day or something. Something like that. Like, that's really important for her, for her, like, that's a really good anchor for some of her social media content in particular that she can, you know, mm. jump on hashtags, for example. Yeah, and that's exactly the point, isn't it? You know, it, it, when we talk about a content calendar, it is not just blogging. It is your social media it, as well. It is all the content that you are putting out everywhere. So, yeah, yeah you know, think think about all of those different ways. Yeah, hmm? absolutely. absolutely. Liz, I'm going to move us on. Sorry, Liz on Facebook is, is uh, shouting at us to mention awareness days, which I think we have yes. done, but... That's what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Uh, okay, so tips on writing your content calendar for 2022. Number one, write a content calendar for 2022. Number two, 
understand what you are trying to achieve. Number three, think about the buyer journey. Number four, have a range of subjects and a range of multimedia and cover a really good range of um, subjects about your customers, about you, about your products, about your services, about calendar days, all sorts of things. And number five, it's the same one we always say, it's keep reviewing it. Why does this matter? Hannah first. Because if you don't review it, you don't know what's working. So um, it's one of the main purposes, and we think about blogs now. So one of the main, well, not one of the main, an important part of blogging is that you're keeping people on your website. You're giving them a reason to come back. You're pushing them around your website. They're viewing more pages. And if you're persistently writing content that's not working, that's not getting people to flow through, that's not got enough links, you know, whatever, or is like irrelevant, then that's not going to help you. Um, and also, I think it's you can if you're targeting several services, you can spread your content too thin without really knowing and, and kind of, you know, try and target too many services in one go. So you need to make sure that you're reviewing it to check your rankings for those particular keywords and the the caliber and the quantity of, of work that you're putting out around around different keywords. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, as well, at a basic level, you know, you should never, I said this at the beginning, you know, you, you probably cannot plan out your content calendar for the entirety of 2022. You might have enough blog titles to fit in for an entire year's worth of content, but you are not going to finish the year with the same content calendar that you started the year with, because it should always be fle flexible. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to change depending on how your business changes, how your customers change, how your keywords change how your products and services change what's coming up and you know what happens in the world news pieces all the rest of it so there are so many different factors and and because of that you need to be keeping on top of it you need to be reviewing it and understanding where things are at so that you know when to change it and when to leave it hannah just to say though like thinking about being flexible and with the news and everything when covid happened I remember there was like a big rush to generate COVID content and we never deviated from our content calendars because the plan was like, we kind of figured that it would be saturated with COVID content and you wouldn't get kind of heard above the noise and it was too ambiguous and, and you know, it, it everyone was creating COVID content so we kind of focused on what we were doing and actually we found a little niche there didn't we like a lot of the rankings went up because other people had deviated their strategy mm -hmm. and had stopped talking about what they were normally talking about and hopped yeah. onto COVID. Yeah what we what we did was we we layered up so we carried on with the with the core message and but we did add several posts uh, additional kind of uh, bits of content out there about that, that had some kind of reference to covid mm. and, and we did get some really um big kind of numbers of uh, visitors on some of those those pages as well which is interesting are you talking about for grow traffic yeah oh yeah oh yeah. sorry are you talking about the, the i was talking about clients? clients yeah but that's all right sorry. it's good insight interesting insight yeah, so where might you review, Dali? Where might, how are you going to review how your blog is performing? Where do people go to do that? A blog specifically, you'll probably start off with um, with analytics. 
Google Analytics, have a look in there, see how many people are landing on the blog, what keywords perhaps they're coming in from, uh, maybe the behavioral flow to see where they're coming from, where they're going to once they've read it, how long they're staying on the page. I think ultimately you also need to be have a good understanding of what's driving sales um, and what's driving inquiries and conversions and how the content that you're adding to your website or that you use in general is is impacting that as well. So uh, keep kind of w- trying to get one state back from those conversions to actually understand what's what's going on there. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, ask people as well. See how it's, you know, share it on your social media, see if they're getting responses, see if people are reading it. Uh, most websites as well will give you, uh, you know, counters in the back end of your website so you can see how many people have actually read it and stuff. So, yeah, just gauge and, and talk to your audience, see what questions they need. Okay, we are out of time. So, quick roundup. And then I'm going to come to each of you for your final, final words. So, Top tips on how to write your content calendar for 2022. Number one, write your content calendar for 2022. Number two, know what you are trying to achieve. Where are you now? Where are you going? How are you going to get there? Number three, think about your buyer journey. What questions are your customers asking? And have you got a piece of content on your website that answers every single one of those questions? And number four, have a range of subjects and a range of um, types of content. So you need to be talking about yourself. You need to be talking about your customers. You need to do case studies. You need to be answering the questions. You need to be talking about your products and services. You also need to have multimedia, videos, text posts, infographics, all the rest of it. Make it as varied as you can. And number five, keep reviewing it. Use your analytics, use the back end of your website, use your social media, figure out what is working and what is not. And also be responsive to what is happening in your industry and happening in the world. That is it. Simon Daly, top tip, final word on on writing a content calendar. What would it be? Um, I suppose the key thing is that if you don't write down a plan, you don't have a plan. I, I, I used to fall, I, I used to be guilty of this in the past. I used to think, I know what I'm doing. I've got a plan roughly in my head. Um, but really, if you don't write it down, the plan doesn't exist. And also, like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, Hannah, final word. Um, yeah, I like that Mike Tyson quote. I think that's that's pretty happy. Uh, I think like like don't over egg it, don't over egg the pudding, but but be ambitious. Like, you know, if you're doing one blog a month, you're probably phoning it in. But if one blog a month is all you can actually manage, don't put down three blogs a month because you're gonna fail before you've started and then you're not gonna stick to it. Like this is your plan and it needs to work for you and your capacity. And you need to like stick it up on your wall in like behind your desk and and work to it. So don't do something on it that's gonna make you frightened to look at it because you failed before you've started. Yeah, absolutely. And mine would be download the Grow Traffic Content Calendar. Oh, of course. And join Grow Skills and we'll fucking do it for you. And it's 60 quid a month. Exactly. Because actually, as you know, I know we are blowing around trumpet, but all the awareness days are in there. All the big holidays are in there. It's free um, and it's laid out in a really, you know, it's laid out like a calendar. So it's really easy to use. Uh, You can get other versions, obviously, but they're just not as good as ours. So why would you? There's no other versions. They don't exist. You can't even get ours yet. 
Come back all week and it. Yeah, Chloe is working on it as we speak. You can still get 2021s, uh, but yes. yeah, I mean, why bother doing it yourself when you can have us look at it for you and write it off, like write down your content calendar for you, and it'll be chef kiss perfect. When like we can do that for you for sixty quid a month, chef kiss perfect. There you go. Yeah, you never heard of that? Cheesy, crazy. Um, right, that's it. Thank you very much, everybody. Liz, um, Liz is now protesting that she doesn't shout. Apparently, she She's wasn't shouting at you. Yeah, she wasn't shouting at you. She's always shouting at me. <laughs> she is. To be fair, she is always shouting at you, and most of the time, <laughs> you deserve it. So there we go. Uh, right, thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching. If you are watching thank on you Facebook much. Live. Thank you for leaving a comment. If you bye are bye. listening to us, no, if you are listening to us on podcast, please rate and review us. It really does help us. And if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe below, guys. Hit and subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> uh, that's it. We're off. We'll be back next what? week. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Bye. -bye.